0: Hey, Moto Academy podcast episode, are we at 30 yet?
1: No, we're at 26. No. No, we're not. <laughs> we're no, we're not. It's 28.
0: <laughs> 28? Yeah. Okay. 28, making progress. Uh, 28 episodes. Honestly, it feels like we've done over 100. I don't know how we're only at 28. Really? Yeah. I don't. Are know. you kidding me? It feels like we've done a heck of a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But whatever. Podcasts are fun. Sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you oh, want really to train right. with me in person, I'm gonna drive just I'm gonna dive right into some plugs. We got River Valley MX this Friday. Oh my god, somebody's, somebody's driving one of those three wheel things. What are they called? Oh, like it's not a spider, but it's like Yeah. Yeah. That thing. It's horrible. Whatever it is. And he's blasting music. February seventeenth, coming to Texas. That's this Friday. It's it's a makeup class, but there is still room. If you guys want to sign up, go to tour.themotoacademy.com. Then, Ryan Sipes and Coach James go to Casa Grande, Arizona, Motoland MX Park. That's sold out. Good for them. Good for Ryan Sipes. Sold out. February 24th, going back to Texas Cycle Ranch. I haven't been there before. There's still space available. Sign up. February 24th. And then, uh, February 27th and 28th, going back to Florida. we got Tampa MX on the 27th, and then back to Moto Bros, which Moto Bros was awesome. Going there on the 28th. So if you want to train with me in person, tour.themotoacademy.com. That track looked looked awesome. It was sick. We have also released second quarter dates, meaning there's a whole bunch of new stuff on the website as of last Friday. So if you've been kind of periodically checking the site and didn't see anything that was near you, go on there again. There's a whole bunch of new classes, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, New Jersey, Georgia, Arizona, New York, Massachusetts. We're, we're going everywhere. We're covering, we're covering all, all our bases. Um, I feel like I had to do another plug. Mm. But I can't remember. Um, so I raced this weekend again.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I've been waiting for the podcast to talk about what the heck happened in that LCQ.
0: Because your crash was like barely in frame. Did you watch the broadcast at all? No, no. I still haven't had time to watch the broadcast, which I now realize I should have done before you had this podcast.
1: There was a Yamaha in front of you who crashed like right after the corner. And you crashed right before the corner. So you could kind of see you. I just saw you get ejected. And I was like, was that AJ? <laughs> and all my buddies were like,
0: nah. <laughs> like, oh, whoops. Uh, yeah. yeah, tell me about it the weekend. Was, I wasn't there, so I yeah. don't know what happened. Cameraman Cam was missing, but we had a lot of the rest of the crew there and it was cool. We'll just start from the beginning. Track, track layout, Tampa. Track layout was cool. Long set of whoops. Now there's a biker gang. Long set of whoops. The longest set of whoops I've seen in a little while, maybe since Atlanta, when we had a really long set there, which I loved, that made me happy right away. Also, there was a dragon's back, which also made me happy. And then there was a sand section, and the sand section, I could just tell it was gonna be horrible as soon as I walked it. It was the whole straightaway, and you had to jump through it, then you had to turn left, and you were still in the sand the whole time, but, that's okay was there a base everybody no oh even like the even the ski jump there was no base the ski jump no the the first initial jump on the way in had dirt mixed with the sand so that was the only one that had a bit of a base but not really and then when you would land after that first one the, the idea was really you wanted to go double land almost in a wheelie and then triple But unfortunately, and this is a bummer because I taught at Moto Bros on Friday, which was all sand. And I kept saying over and over, like the the mantra of the day was the difficult thing about sand is it's always changing and it's always moving because we were working corners and each time they'd hit the rut, every time the guys came through, it was different. And they were struggling with that. And so I was like, the hard thing about sand is that it's always going to be different. Every lap you come through, there will be new lines formed. But I said, the easy thing about sand is that it's always moving. So therefore, you can form your own line. And I think what I forgot on Saturday is I went into, there, there's two factors. There's like knowing how to ride it factor and then there's just the, the mindset of, like, are you in survival mode or are you in, I'm gonna attack the sand mode. And every time I got to that sand section, I went into survival mode and just like don't crash and try and balance through the ruts that are already existing. I was getting through it mediocre at best. It wasn't bad, I crashed in it once actually, but it was like a balance game. I would jump into the rut, I'd balance, balance, balance. I would gently jump again, just to make sure that I would land perfectly in the rut again, and then I would balance the whole time through it. Where it kind of dawned on me watching the 450 main, watching everybody double in, launch. Didn't matter where they would launch to. They would land and the sand would just explode forming their new line and I was like oh duh I mean it's Mm. sand without a base it's literally just white silty sand from Clearwater that is just like the finest sand ever that just will move out of your way so I guess if you had the commitment level it really was less of an issue but I tell you it was so difficult for me
1: and especially when
0: you had people thrown in around you Holy cow. Yeah, how was the goggle cow? situation this oh, weekend? <laughs> horrible. Poor Kenny Day. Yeah, Kenny was working hard. So he gave me, let's see, for that heat race, I want to say I had there the, the tear-offs that you, there's a the laminate, so there's packs of seven. I think he had three packs on, so 21. Holy cow. I went through every single one. I was just... I would have to pull halfway through the sand and then turn left, go down the straightaway by the mechanics area, pull again. It, and the problem was the, the sand was so fine that it just ends up everywhere. It just ends up everywhere. Again, another situation of, is it good for the fans? Yes. Is it fun for the riders? I can speak for myself and definitely say no. If that, tra- if that track didn't have a sand section and it was just your everyday rhythm section... I would have been top five to seven in qualifying, I think, because if you look at the segment times, I was one of the slowest guys in the sand segment and everywhere else I was right up top eight to top 10. No problem. Um, yeah, I guess otherwise I actually felt quite good. My bike is so good in the whoops right now makes me happy for how soft that setup is. It works extremely well in the whoops. What it does is it just like plants and bites. And it stays planted the whole time. I was talking to Dino about it because Dean Wilson came and wrote with us yesterday, the dog pound. And it sounds like a lot of the guys are having an issue right now where they preseason started going more and more stiff as they got faster thinking that was the answer. And now a lot of them are starting to try and go the opposite direction, which I, I thankfully, after riding Hunter's bike, realized I don't think stiff is the answer. And I started going the opposite direction aggressively so to the point where I think I probably I'm confident in saying I th- I probably have the softest setup of anybody in the t- in the 250 or 450 class in Supercross I really believe that it's so weird that is so unlike you I know where before last year I probably had the stiffest setup out of anybody in the 250 class because I thought that's what you were supposed to have the problem with it being that stiff is could you hit a, s- a set of really smooth giant whoops fast? Yeah, absolutely. But as soon as the whoops get beat up, now your bike's just bouncing and deflecting because it's not doesn't have enough give to really settle. The really stiff suspension is helpful in the big rhythms where you can actually hit them with speed and be able to push through without like g'ing out and blowing out, which is that's very helpful. And then in the turns, the s- stiff suspension you can't turn you can't turn. So as I started to go more and more soft, I just had to learn how to compensate in the rhythms, which that's easy. And then the whoops became easier. It's not as forgiving if you mess up, like if you drop the front tire, you you can absolutely front flip yourself. But I have good timing. Like I, I don't really mess up and put the wheel where I shouldn't. So and then it just allows you to turn, which is awesome. Even in the Instagram video I posted today of me in the LCQ passing two guys in that corner and then passing a guy in the whoops. Cutting down like that, I wouldn't have been able to do that on a slippery track. With my other setup,
1: I was going to say, so, like,
0: "How much better do you think your bike is?" This it's the same bike.
1: Yeah. In case anybody didn't know that, it's the, the exact same bike. The only thing different really is the suspension. But how much better is the bike because of that? Oh, and the bars are different. But
0: bars and suspension made all the difference in the world. That bike is ten times more rideable than it was last year. And I wish I had that setup last year, especially being unprepared. The softer setup would have been even better. But yeah. I felt good. I qualified 13th, Uh, Chris Bloss was 12th. I think even Deegan was eighth or ninth. I was less than a half second off of Deegan, which how interesting is that? So, you know, a half second off of Deegan, Deegan wins the heat race and then gets fourth in the main event. And I don't even make the main event. Yeah, what happened? 12th or 13th in the heat race. And then also show up to the dog pound yesterday and went the same speed as Dean Wilson. Actually I was two tenths faster than him. How does that make sense? Well, I mean, there is a thing
1: where, like, I've always I've always said this. I've probably said this to you. There's two types of people. There's people who, when the gate drops, go faster, and there's people who, when the gate drops go slower. I go way slower back when I used to race. I used to be flying during the week. When the gate dropped, I would just fall apart. I'm not
0: saying you're that guy, because I don't think you're that guy. But you never know, you know? This weekend, I was, and I had to be. So, because, and I guess I could go in depth on that. You've probably heard the story already. But... Time qualifying when the weather was good, that's one thing. Controlled environment to a certain extent, the the sand is definitely a question mark, but everything else fairly controlled environment. When the rain started, which by the way, it rained the hardest it did the whole night in my heat race, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. At least it certainly felt that way because I couldn't see anything. When the rain started, in my mind, that's, that's a hard thing to juggle because this year I've prepared And I want to fight for it. I really do. I do not want to be complacent this year like I have been in years past. But there is a there is a line no matter how much I say I want to fight for it. There is a ceiling on my on the level of risk that I'm willing to take. And when it starts raining on a super cross track with that dirt, with any dirt, but with that Tampa dirt, that is just like this hard packed dark weird soil that is already very slippery it was so dangerous i would say i would safely say that riding the track solo by yourself in those conditions is five times more dangerous but then when you throw in a heat race or an lcq where you're riding around 20 other people 10 times more dangerous easily because now you're accounting for everybody being all over the place And as soon as I got out there in the heat, very first lap, I think this is the heat, somebody rolls, somebody screws up the double before the triple, and they roll the triple. And I am now stuck in the middle of the lane having to roll the triple, and I'm the second guy to do so, where normally when you roll the triple first lap, you're trying to get to one corner to save yourself. I'm dead center. So I just put my hand up like this, going off the triple face, hoping that people are smart enough to see me doing that to be like oh okay well let's take it easy next thing you know bike jumping over the right side of my head bike jumping over the left side of my head
1: I thought you were doomed not even kidding
0: and I just like had to have the courage and like trust that there was nobody coming directly behind me so I just stayed in the center which is horrifying and yeah I just rode super super cautious which I guess I can't be ashamed to say that because it, it it was the only decision I could make I have too much lose i I do not rely on the income of the races or racing at all racing for me is fun so there's no reason for me to take that much risk with that being said i think riding as super cautious as i was i actually still did okay in the lcq watching that lcq back i didn't realize how many people i actually passed i kind of went into like my mind i guess was zoning out the people around me a little bit more which is good uh because even in the instagram video i posted today i passed three guys and uh jamie goes p10 p8 p7 and it's like a 12 second video and he's just counting the spots as i'm passing guys um so i guess that's good and then i ended up eating shiitake (laughs) yo what happened dude (laughs) and it wasn't my fault again the bar mounts the bar mounts bent I landed that jump and granted, this is like a kind of arena cross almost. Like it was like landing that jump so hard on the brakes, tight, tight, tight turn. So I was landing super aggressive on the front and trying to get turned even before where that main line was, where that rut was. And it skated, skated. And then when it caught, it just, you you could even, I heard it. It was like when I tore my ACL, you just hear it. It goes and the whole bars just go completely sideways. And then it pitched me upright. And I kind of saved it for a second and then fell off. Oh. But when I got back up, my bars were completely side, com- not my bars, the, the bar mounts had the bars completely sideways. And that didn't happen from the crash. That caused the crash. How the heck does that happen? It used to happen all the time. When I rode cowies, when I got on big bikes and I rode cowies in 08, 09, 10, they would bend, you would hit it, stuff it in a rut too hard the bar mounts would crush and the the bars would go a little sideways. Uh, And apparently the the Honda ones do it too. So I just have to get better bar mounts. I don't know if I wanna get aluminum ones or just, I don't know. If anybody has any suggestions, let me know. But yeah, that caused the crash, which whatever. Honestly, I don't know if I was going to really pass Marshall and the guys in front of me anyways, because they were be- there was like a three deep battle going on and they were swerving everywhere. I just didn't have interest in really getting involved in that with it raining. <laughs> you want to see Anyhow. it, dude? It's so funny. What? Your crash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It hurt. Yeah, I don't wear a chest protector. So when the bars did that, they went straight into my ribs. gotta hey, look at this. Okay. Oh, is it on? It, so you could see it on TV? Yeah. I mean, this is oh, someone. Oh, so Garrett. Garrett is, trains with us. This is someone so did he
1: crash? recording their screen, but look, at it's the top of the screen. Top of the screen. Ready? Okay. So Marshall passes
0: Garrett. Whoop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Like, what the heck was that? Wow. Uh, wait, rewind again? Oh, well, here. Let's watch it real speed. I might be lucky that I crashed. Watch this real speed. This is like... <laughs> <laughs> And huh. I was like, oh, what's happening? I tell here? you what, I might be lucky that I crashed because that would have been a, a, a sketchy situation. He would have crashed just in, he would have crashed right in front of me. Oh, yeah. And then I could have been ending myself on a jump face instead of tipping over in a corner. Yeah, but you honestly, uh, you were close at that point. Just dang it. And I was gone. going so fast in the whoops, too. Like those guys would pull me in the sand and then we get to the whoops and I would catch up like, It felt like three seconds. It was an insane amount of time I was making in the whoops, which that's, that makes me feel good. My bike is working great. The next race is Dallas, which is a triple crown. I've already peeked at the track map. It has a long set of whoops and it has a dragon's back and it doesn't have a sand section. So we're going straight through and then I get to have three main events to do my thing. So that will actually be, I'm excited that. I'm excited for Dallas. Dallas is going to be fun. Yeah. That's
1: weekend after this one. Yeah. Yep. So this was supposed to be a week off, but now we're going to Oakland.
0: Okay. Yep. And I'm going to Texas for some reason for class. Oh, you're going to Oakland?
1: Going to Oakland. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good luck out there. Thanks, man. I I, do. San Francisco
1: might be the worst place in the country. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad I'm not going. Do you remember that? It's a, it's just not a nice area like at all. Uh, Wow. Cancel cam. Yeah. Hashtag cancel camp. What I can't say that. San Francisco's terrible. You know. like San Francisco? Maybe. Tell me, me with a straight face. You like you love San
0: Francisco. Yeah, I love San San Francisco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the best. <laughs> I,
0: I like uh, Club Moto track.
1: Yeah, that's not anywhere near San Francisco. <laughs> oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's like an two hours in like inland. Oh, oh. northern California is great. San Francisco's not. I'm sticking to it. I don't care who hears me. Okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Anywho. But yeah, bummer for Marshall in that LCQ, though. Did you see what happened last lap? Nope. Very no. last corner,
0: he got obliterated and didn't make it. For the last transfer spot? Oh, yeah. Oh, no way. No way. Do you think I could have squeaked on by for the last transfer spot, or was it like a pass and go? Like oh, if got you were close quick? enough?
1: Yeah, because what happened is like whoever was behind him knocked Marshall off the track, and he bobbled himself to where by the time Marshall got back on the track, they almost yeah. came over at the same time. Oh, so I, I could have just went right by him? Yeah, probably. Oh, that makes me feel worse. Yeah, it's nice done. to hear, isn't it? Uh, it's okay. That main event was... You, you. If I were you, I'd be glad I watched that main event and not yeah, I didn't, been in it.
0: Because it was raining again in the main event.
1: Well, no, but also just like watching Hunter was the most spectacular thing ever.
0: Yeah. Well, by the time I got up into the stadium, he was in third, about to pass for second, but he was far behind the leader. Really far. Oh, that's epic. That's so epic. <laughs> and but he was going so fast that I I think I even turned and looked at somebody and said, I, "Hunter's Hunter's gonna win this." And, but he was so far back that it was like ah, uh, it just seemed like a long shot. Well, and he what? And Thrasher was riding good. Yeah, he was. It's riding very well. Um, well, hey, I, I let's not jump
1: the gun on the main. Okay. Okay. Because we need yeah, to yeah. talk
0: about keep us on the rails here.
1: Okay, well, let me just do, I'm gonna go through my bottom my top five bottom five. Just the bottom five real quick. Because there's really not much to say about any of it. And then we gotta okay. talk about Hayden's heat race. Sure. Okay. First bottom five. You made it. You made it to the bottom five. Congrats. Second bottom five. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> second God. second bottom five. Um something nobody talked about was Jordan Smith got 15th in the main which oh. is a bummer you know he's on a make or break year so that's worth mentioning um, hmm. and then I say this lightly
0: but I put Chase on the bottom five. Oh, sure I'm sure he would put himself in the bottom five he was probably pretty bummed about yeah, that yeah I mean he still had an
1: epic race but it was so interesting I want to hear your take on Like did you watch the 450s at all? Yeah, just the main. Yeah, right, but Webb Goes through and almost loses it in the whoops and then the next lap that
0: is where Chase crashed The problem was they were trying to skim in the groove which I uh, would always advise against (laughs) So there was a main line going down the center that just forms a V essentially and I would love to go down there actually there's a picture of sexton standing with his agent checking out the whoops after the main event i would have been curious to go down and look just to see what the options were personally i'd never skim in the v it's too difficult to keep the bike in line in it the v is usually a good spot to jump because it's worn down so much that you could just jump into the v and if you miss miss time it or not miss time if you misalign it you you kind of fall back in and it's nice but skimming it what it does is it makes your back end jump around and it makes your bars, even if you have your bars uh, steering stem tight, makes your bars get a head shake, which is exactly what happened, mm-hmm. right? He was skimming through and it started to just do this, do this, do this. And then it skipped him, skipped him sideways. If I were him, I would have probably just started moving a little bit more to the right, which is where I was kind of living the whole day was middle right. It seemed to be working well. But how about this? I could, Because I don't know if you would have heard this, or if I'm sure they didn't say this on TV. They took the whoops. They took two whoops out. Did you hear that? No. Did they say that? We did the first time qualifier or the first free practice with all of the whoops in, and then there was two missing after that. And rumor has it that Roger DeCoster made a suggestion that they should take those last two whoops out and they listened and took them out.
1: Mm.
0: Which I had conversations with a certain somebody yesterday that confirmed that rumor and was very pissed about that rumor because if that one, if, if Roger DeCosta has that much pull to where he's able to go up to the AMA and say, Hey, take those last two whoops out. Those two whoops are not, that's not a danger factor. It's just more technically difficult. If anything, it's going to slow riders down more because it's hard to keep speed to the end of the whoops. In the 250 class, there was only a handful of guys it seemed that were able to make it all the way to the last whoop. I was P9 in free practice. And then P12 maybe in the next one. And I bet you that was only because a couple of guys, those three guys, four guys scooted by me in times because of the fact those last two whoops were taken out. And then AP and Webb end up on the podium because of that. Would they have ended up on the podium if the last two whoops were there? I I don't know. That's really interesting. But it's kind of BS if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, they'll do track changes, but from riders' perspectives, right? If there's something dangerous and, and somebody complains about something that there's a real concern of a danger factor, that's one thing. But to make the track just simply less technical because what i want like what's the argument there i'd love to know take the last two whoops out because why it is not more dangerous it is just more difficult and it is a huge those last two whoops having them in huge advantage for me not that i matter hunter sexton anybody that's like actually a good whoop rider leave those last two whoops in the guys that aren't or questionable or or if you're on a bike that isn't the best in the whoops like a KTM then that's going to benefit those guys it just that doesn't seem fair to me I just want to make the audience aware that that is a thing that happens and if that rumor is true then that's just not it's simply not fair I like Roger and I feel like he seems like a really nice guy as far as I can tell but uh, that just seems unfair that's a little weird yeah and I don't know if it's 100% true, so I can't speak on it too much, but it, sound, it sure sounded like there was, based on who I was hearing it from, mm. it sure sounded like there was truth to that. And there's nothing worse. Some of the track's really difficult, you get excited for it, and the next thing you know, you go out for the next practice. By the way, they don't tell you that they changed it. Yeah, that <laughs> is, see, that's the dangerous that's, factor. <laughs> that's dangerous. AMA Feld, if you're listening to this video, I know you guys don't really fully know what you're doing, but tell the riders when you change the track, please. What?
1: I remember something happened last year and it God. was like major that they didn't tell anybody. Oh.
0: A bunch of people crashed. What? Do you remember that? Oh, there's been, I can remember so many times. I remember a year at Daytona, they changed the whoops and didn't tell anybody. And then I watched the first heat race go through the whoops and the entire 250 heat race exploded themselves in the whoops. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember <laughs> Do you remember that, that year? Yeah. I was like, like, dude, the literally because it was like a
1: star straight into the whoops, right? And yeah. And like nine dudes went down. Yeah, hard.
0: Like, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. what race was that? Uh, last year, last year, there was a rhythm section where they changed the pitch of one of the takeoffs didn't tell anybody, yes. and next thing you know, the next practice, everybody's casing the crap out of the triple in. That's what I was talking about. Last year, they yes, they
1: changed the pitch of the three in and told nobody. So nobody. everyone just
0: wadded themselves. <laughs> like That is completely unacceptable. Oh completely unacceptable. Changing things that are technical to benefit a team manager, unacceptable, and then not telling anybody about it, unacceptable. It, it should be not only telling people, it should be a site. There should be a sight lap. If you change anything, if you change the pitch of a jump, add in a roller, take away a roller, you give everybody. You let everybody know, and for the next session out, you give them a sight lap. It seems so obvious. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, you would think, but they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, they, they just don't.
1: That they don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's when they change the pitch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Isn't that crazy? That
0: it, is it, is, it seems so obvious and it seems so far-fetched that it's like, that couldn't be true. Yeah. And it's true. They do some crazy things. Yeah. I mean, nobody
1: anywhere has their stuff
0: together, but you got to, yeah. that's No, it's obvious fixes and there's it's been expressed to them many times. And they've done it sometimes. They've made changes and told us. But more often than not, they make the changes and don't tell us.
1: <laughs> right like
0: yeah it was I'm for this weekend taking the two whoops out I rode the track and then I remember having a discussion afterward like hmm, the double afterwards seemed a little bit easier like what was up with that and then they were like somebody else said oh well I heard they took two whoops out and then Anstey was like yeah yeah they definitely took two whoops out oh cool thanks yeah great, great. Lovely. yeah that changes everything that changes where you shift changes your line in that corner where you hit that double face so it changes the whole dynamic of the end of the whoops into that double Yikes. Get it together. Get it together. Yikes. Anyhow. What uh what's the next bottom 5? Or was that it? That was it. But top 5s, um there's a
1: couple we can breeze by and then a couple I want to spend some time sure. on. So the breeze okay. by ones, um I put Weej on the top 5. Oh, why? Well, he made I it didn't in the watch booth. The f- First time ever. He, he, whoa. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yeah, he he and James were announcing. What? Yeah. It was his first time ever announcing Supercross. He was pumped.
0: <laughs> oh, him and James were doing it. Yeah. James oh, it and, good? and and the other guy, whatever his name is. What? Which other guy? The Australian guy? Yeah. Which is, uh, what is wow. I'll have to watch. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I haven't watched it. But yeah. That's cool. Honestly. I like Weege. I, I like James. Oh, and I asked somebody, too. I think I asked. What? Maybe Ryan or somebody. I said, did James, like, did, did James do a good job? I asked Jackson. Did James do a good job? On the broadcast and he goes well technically no but it was (laughs) but but in his own way yes it was really entertaining he's actually he's actually pretty good dude yeah I I was never I had never really
1: listened to his podcast and I listened to a couple clips recently and he's got he's got
0: good info up there
1: well, well that's the thing is like he what I found really interesting and like when I watched the race I had friends over we were talking through the whole thing I basically didn't hear any of it but the, um, the moment I did pick up on is, like, for instance, when James was talking through the 450 main, he was noticing things where I, he would say something about web or whatever. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And he'd be right. Like, he he definitely has just, like, that... He knows what he's talking about. It's very cool. Like, he talks, he absolutely. speaks from the mind of, like, this is what I did. And he can pick it out great. It's actually a really cool perspective.
0: Yeah, which is cool to listen to. And he says some funny stuff sometimes. I don't know if he did in the broadcast this time, but in his podcast, he'll come up with some funny stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, German yeah, I, chocolate. I, I, I'm so happy that he's back involved with it, the sport. It's very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. And good for Weej. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Good for w- Weege. Is in our top we love Weej. Very
1: nice guy. Uh, next, we got Plessinger. Third
0: place. Yeah. Great. Do it for Dale. <laughs> looked really good uh i think i talked to him a little bit this week can't remember what about or this last weekend yeah looked really good i love when he looked really good well. and i like when he does i it makes me happy when he does well 100 percent. yeah
1: 100 percent. yeah and i think when we get to those uh like raceway stadiums it's gonna be he should be good
0: That'd i be think great. so especially if he keeps you know gaining confidence exactly yeah, 100. Exactly. percent All right, let's talk about the yeah. 250 class. Uh, do you want to talk about Deegan
1: or do you want to talk about Hunter first?
0: <laughs> Your
1: choice. Uh, let's talk about Let's talk about Deegan right. first.
0: Yeah, what a what a what a day, huh? What a day in a different kind of way, less flashy in time qualifying, not as spectacular of a time, right? I forget what he qualified at Houston already, but I'm pretty sure he qualified somewhere between eighth, seventh to tenth. Something like that in Tampa. Not that much faster than me, maybe half a second faster than me. I'm pretty sure. Which is a good sign because that tells me he's just sort of sticking to the game plan of, you know, it's not that's not really important. If you're qualifying eighth, that's getting you a top four gate pick. You're going to have a good gate. That's fine. That's good enough. Crashed hard in time qualifying. Crashed actually really smart. I don't know if you saw it, but he came out. Actually, he skipped the. This was really weird. He must have like missed the shift. I don't know what the heck happened. Skipped the whoops, went to go hit the double, got super squirrely and then flew off the side of the face of the triple, but was flying through the air upside down and then was smart enough and had like the air awareness to tuck his chin and to tuck and landed on his back. Otherwise, he would have just landed on his neck or his head. So Andy landed hard. So, smart crasher, was his body was able to take the hit, so that's a good sign. I know that seems like a weird thing to say, but Jet and Hunter do that often. They crash gracefully, and then even if they do still hit the ground hard, they, they're strong, and they have muscle on them so they can get away with it, which is important. You can't be delicate in motocross. And, and then goes and wins the heat. The reason... The reason I think Deegan is is impressive in my mind has nothing to do with speed or talent or anything of that nature. It is just the mindset that they operate within. it It is very similar to the Lawrence's in my mind. I know it's a stark contrast when you're talking about you know flashy YouTube content creators like that is very different than the Lawrence's training privately at their facility and keeping quiet to themselves uh and going out and just doing it but the mindset is very similar it really is the conversations that i have with brian the conversations that i have with hayden all of it revolves around learning and just the process of improving that is it It's super interesting because the alternative to that and the mindsets that don't work is like the fixed mindset of thinking that pretending, like, let's say you're playing a video game and your character has like all of the character traits of, you know, speed is here, endurance here, you know, whatever. There's some people that believe that they are stuck in those categories indefinitely and that there's no room for improvement, which is actually how kind of how I was raised especially in the sport of motocross that's how I was raised I was constantly told that I was talented which I looking back on it I think is a really bad thing they think the exact opposite where they think that it's just simply there is room to increase each of those categories forever and there's no ceiling on any of them so what that does is it makes it so that there, there is no such thing as failure like if you mess up or if there's a crash or a setback or it's not a setback, it's like a learning experience. And even talking to Hayden and myself or seeing him in interviews, it is always about learning. It's really interesting. To me, that is the most important piece of the puzzle. That will carry you further than absolutely anything. The Lawrences have it, I see it every single day and it seems definitely like the whole Deegan family has it. Which is, yeah, that means he's going to do really well. There's no way around it. Yeah, he's going to do well. I think yeah.
1: it's it's awesome to watch. Like, I, I was not, like, a super... I didn't watch all... I'm not someone who watched all their videos for all these years or whatever. But I always kept an eye on it, you know? Like, I was always watching them every once in a while and kind of seeing what was going on. And, like, it's very cool to where that kind of mindset or whatever was consistent for... All this time, and it's been awesome to watch the story of like, you know, we're doing these things and thinking this way to get to this point, and now they're here, and he's got two fourth places in a row. Like that's and a heat race win, wildly, wildly impressive. Like, yeah, I, I would it, have bet. It he, might. I would have bet he would be like an eighth place guy this year, same, and then same. a fourth place guy next year, and he's just blowing everybody's
0: doors off it's crazy yeah it just it the it's just the mindset and the way that they think i think it's is so important and not many people have that even at the elite level not many people have that it's hard to have it is very 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 hard to have that mindset in motocross it's easier to have it in life i feel like to be quite honest In, in motocross where you're just constantly you know, being proven wrong or right by results, it's hard to to stick with that mindset. But yeah, I mean, did you see uh, the your boy making a a vlog appearance? Somebody yes. sent it to me. Congratulations! So that that conversation, what did he say? Yeah, I didn't. I don't get tired. I don't get arm pumped. You know what I mean? That's not him bragging. That's just like somebody that works really hard and is. Confident in what they're doing when they're on the motorcycle, therefore they're not going to get tired because they ride every single day, and they're not going to get arm pump because they're not overthinking what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I I don't know where you fall on this, but I think like one of the biggest conversations with Hayden doing what he's doing right now is like, oh well, he was like the the haters, not that any of them are talking right now, the haters <laughs> are like, oh like he was given everything, like all this stuff. To me, dude, like, yeah, that might help, but I don't think it matters. Like, you see guys who came from nothing, you, like, look at Jet and Hunter. They didn't have everything handed to them, and they are at the top. Hayden had some, had a little bit more, like, had the bikes, had the stuff, but it, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it's, it's crazy that some people still think otherwise. Um, it is almost equally
0: as difficult either path that you take. Right. Exactly that's what I'm trying uh, the, to say the, the, the path where it's handed to you handed to you like Deegan air quotes could handed. arguably be a di- more difficult path because why would you have the motivation to work that hard the the path of jet and Hunter where you had nothing that path is difficult because you don't have the resources you don't have the money to be able to make things happen from a young age and you have to just figure it out the, no matter which path you take it's going to be difficult it's going to continue to be difficult the entire time. That's just, I guess what some people never accept that fact or just get beaten down by it. But, but that's what they have in common is the mindset. Like what they didn't have
1: in common was how they got there, but they had one thing in common. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. That's how, that's certainly how I look at it. I don't, I don't really care about how fast he's going at the moment or talent that anybody has. I don't, I don't really believe in any of that stuff i just yeah he's going to do well I, you could just tell by the first two races and just watching the way that they operate it's interesting yeah it's cool he's third in the
1: points isn't that kind of funny he is he's third in the points wow i know it'll be it'll be interesting there's how many rounds wow. left on the east coast like six seven something like that
0: yeah i don't know
1: yeah dude yeah. i it's yep. gonna be interesting now my biggest question, of course, is like what happens when you don't get a fourth place?
0: They'll handle it just fine. You think so? There's, Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. It'll probably happen next race for all we know. I mean, especially a triple crown, three race format. He's going to have a bad race. They're, they know how to handle that type of stuff. Again, you can tell him just by talking to them. And it's same thing with the Lawrence's. Super interesting. I mean... Being there yesterday, which was Monday, Hunter goes out and wins on Saturday. But what was he not good at on Saturday, technically? Starts. Mm -hmm. So instead of taking the day off on Monday, which he would normally not ride on Mondays, he shows up and Jet shows up, where Jet wasn't supposed to ride either, and they did starts all day long. (laughs) All day long. They were switching bikes back and forth. They were changing all types of things on the bikes, I won't say what. And just all day starts. Mm. And that was their day off. I was just I'm doing throwing a lot of air quotes out there today. And yeah. Most people are not willing to do that.
1: Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, his starts were not there, huh? He crashed in the qualifying start. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What the heck? Yeah, it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess. Hunter, it's, Hunter, so Hunter, it, it's so fun to watch. It's like, I feel like Jet is, his his like qualifying times are a very good representation of what'll happen later. And Hunter's are not. No. You know what I mean? It's so funny how like Hunter takes all day to kind of warm up to where like he hits his prime in the main event. Jet is prime kind of all day.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jet's not afraid to take a little bit more risk earlier in the day to just like learn the track a bit quicker and then just throw down when he needs to. Hunter, I just don't really think he cares, to be honest. Like takes his time it doesn't matter what is he qualifying third to fifth probably yeah something like that yeah because it just ultimately it doesn't really matter he's just so confident that you watch him he's the best guy in the whoops he has better endurance than anybody he's certainly more consistent than anybody he was the best guy in the sand He's a beast. So, like, yeah, it doesn't matter what you qualify. Dude, that main event was just unbelievable. I basically don't have
1: anything to say about it. It was so unbelievable. Like, I, at the beginning of the race, was like, yeah, he could do it. Like, he could come back and win. When there were three laps race, or when there were three laps left (laughs) in the race, I was
0: like, "Eh." yeah. He was so far back still.
1: So far back. And it was raining. And like,
0: just all the odds were like not in his favor. Coming into a lot of lappers, yeah. So when when basically when there was three laps left, I just kept watching the sand. I kept watching the whoops, and those were my two spots of like, okay. And then the lapper situation. Okay, let's let's see how this plays out. When they got to the, that last lap, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna happen! Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen because Hunter was. Not that Thrasher was doing poorly in the sand, he was riding extremely well, but Hunter was killing the sand section. I was like, okay, he's just gonna launch it this time. And most likely Thrasher's gonna have to go inside, which he did. And Thrasher, I will say, did a pretty good job. So let me see if I can take you through, like from memory, the way this played out. So Thrasher defended the inside, knew and had the awareness enough that Hunter was going around the outside and then just went straight and ran into him, good move. I mean, for what it was, like that was a good move to do in that situation right then and there. Hunter handled that hit extremely well. I mean, he got hit actually kind of hard. And then going into the next turn, Hunter played it perfectly. By opening up that last corner and going all the way left so that he went right by almost like towards where the mechanics were, that puts Thrasher in a situation where he just had no idea how to defend that corner. I even asked Dino yesterday point. at the dog pound, I said, okay, forget about the sand, because he, know, was talking a little bit about the sand defense and tactical situation. I said, forget about the left-hander in the sand. What do you do if you're a thrasher in that last turn to defend it? What do you do? And he goes, oh, he, he, he goes, I don't know. That's a really bad situation to be in. He said, what I would have maybe done is just played the break check game and just got up beside him and just, just break checked. And if he tried to stop and cut under, you stop. If he tries to go, you go. And that's the only real option is mm-hmm. to try to just own that inside line the best you can. Because leaving himself susceptible in front of Hunter going into that last turn, there wasn't anything he could do. There really wasn't. Wow, I didn't realize
1: that until you said it. Hunter actually played that perfectly. Because when he was... When they went... Basically, because, you know, they collided in the sand right before the end. Yeah. Like, right before that, straight away. And then Hunter went left. Well, And I thought it was purposely. done. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. Like, because I was like, he's going to, you know, take the far inside. That's going to be it. There's no way he's going to get around him. And then when Hunter did it, I was watching. I was like, why did that work? <laughs> like, that shouldn't have worked. But that makes a ton of sense. Because, yeah, if you go far outside, he's like, what... What are you going to, what do I do now? Because yeah. you, you can't block the outside and the inside. <laughs> like, you know,
0: wow, that's actually, wow, that's it, genius. It, it put Thrasher in a situation where he was like, uh, uh, and Thrasher just kind of like went down the middle and like didn't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. And, and even once Hunter did the block and made the pass, he then had a couple of options. He didn't have enough speed to try to go onto that table, but his, his options were he could either go roll and try to go table a single, which I don't think would have worked, but in the moment you could have got caught up and got ahead of yourself and just tried that. And had he have cased it, race lost, right? He could have gone roll, roll up onto the table and then jump off, which probably would have been a pretty good option. Might have been actually potentially the best option. Uh, Or what he did, which was just commit to the roll, jump the table as quickly as possible and then jump the single into the face But, like, either way, you had to make the decision on which one of those options you were going to do and stick with it and execute it the best possible. He just did it all perfect. It's just instinct. That's the craziest part. At his home race, I was talking to Jet about it yesterday, and uh, I wish we could have had a camera out for the conversation I had with Jet. He goes, I was, I lost my voice. I was screaming so loud. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. That is cooler than any of my championships, any of the wins that I've ever had. That was the coolest thing that any of us have ever done. Epic. I was like, whoa, that's sick. Dude, that's cool for your brother to say.
1: But don't forget, Thrasher almost got it.
0: Like I was like, like yeah. when How he about Thrasher, jumped though? it, I was like Whoa. how does he just go from like not in the picture to then just wins a race like didn't he do the same thing as at the, the Atlanta thi- ones Yeah last year he just like won two races and we were like what weird <laughs> he's got the he's got potential Yeah he's good They're all good He's got he's got the potential What a race yeah. though dude I actually Yeah it was great I, I was yelling Man I was yelling So cool I mean I just like, I don't forget about if it was Hunter or who it was. I mean, I just love seeing races come down to the last corner like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm all for a good race. I literally was, I was at my house for this race, obviously. And in that last turn, I jumped out of my seat and was like yelling. And then he finished. And then I realized I was standing up and everyone else was sitting down. And I'm like, frick, I'm my
0: father. (laughs) I'm like, I'm "I'm getting old. (laughs) I'm the only one standing up. Yeah, actually, matter of fact, I realized afterwards that I was the only one yelling in my group.
1: Well, they're just a bunch of bums because they should have been yelling.
0: Oh, I was yelling. Yeah, that was cool. And it's different. Like,
1: I would have been excited anyway, but just, like, getting to know these guys and having the opportunity to know these guys definitely makes it different, where it's like, ah, it's just super cool.
0: I'm just grateful. Yeah, and it's cool to, like, I still think it's cool that I get to just go there and ride with them during the week. It's crazy. Like Monday, it was just me, Jet, Hunter, and Dean Wilson. And that was it. And I went and did starts with Jet and Hunter midway through the day. And Hunter just starts doing a big transfer over on the top pad. And then all three of us just start doing the transfer over and over and like trying to see who can do the best whip. <laughs> and then we do a couple of starts and then all of a sudden somebody's doing a wheelie and then somebody else is doing a nose wheelie. And it's just like so cool. And, and then I stop and park by my dad and Uncle Scott were there. Oh, that. my gosh. I bet your dad was freaking out. Oh, he was like he couldn't believe the whole thing. He couldn't believe the race shop. He couldn't believe the track because it looks like a Yeah, it looks fake it does look fake. Every, everything is so pristine and perfect on the property that it just doesn't seem like it's a real place that's a good and, explanation when you're at 83 compound you still don't think it's real <laughs> yeah 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 and they keep a. That, actually i didn't even think about it until after my dad said it i'm like wow yeah they do they do a really good job of keeping this place perfect mm-hmm. and yeah he got to see it on a day which almost like the coolest day that we've had yet where there was nobody else riding and it was just me Dean Wilson, Jet, and Hunter, and when oh. uh, when we were doing the starts, and then when we got done, and they were they still continued to do starts. I went and parked over by my dad and Uncle Scott. My dad goes, "Whoa, this is pretty surreal, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Yeah, isn't it weird that, like, that's the best guy in the world, right there?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's cool, dude. This these are wow.
1: You know, I, like I always. Say, like, I I mean, I this is not my quote, I heard it from somebody, but it's like, you're living in the good old days. You ever heard someone say that to you? Never heard it in my life. Okay, well, you know how always people people are always talking about the good old days. You're living in the good old days, like, in 10 years, these are the good old days, yeah. But dude, it's just like when we look back at this,
0: like, wow, what a wild, even having a conversation with my uncle Scott. We were sitting up by the pool and he was just like talking about how cool the pool in my apartment was. And just like they were just mind blown by like everything that we had going on here. (laughs) It was it was pretty funny Uh, because they don't leave. You know, my dad hasn't left Connecticut in years. Years. My dad is that this was his second ever away race. He's gone to the local ones, New York and, and the mass ones. He'll drive to those for Supercross. But the only other away Supercross race he went to, I think he went to New Orleans in 2012. And so this was the only other one from my memory that he's gone to. So they were just blown away by everything. And I was talking to him and he goes, I just don't understand how you got so lucky that Jet Lawrence is a part of Moto Academy. He's like, how, how incredible, like how did that happen? I'm like, I yeah, I know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, crazy. It's pretty funny. He is only. I mean, yeah, he's he's the best guy in the world. Yeah, like. because then I was like, yeah, because guess what's going to happen? Jet's going to win Supercross title. Hunter's going to win Supercross title. Jet's going to win 450 outdoors. Hunter's going to win 250 outdoors. Like it's just going to keep on going. It's it's only just begun. So yeah, it's quite cool.
1: Yeah. It is quite cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild, to say the least. It's pretty wild. Um, okay, so is that all the top five? No, I was going to... I wanted to talk about Webb a little bit, just because the top three mm-hmm. in points is so cool. Like, I just hope it stays this way. You know, Chase is, what, two back from Eli, and Cooper oh, is just it? a few points behind that. Like, they are so tight. And then you got Anderson. Oh. I think it's Anderson next. And Probably he's, a mile behind. He's way behind. Yeah. And it's like... You know, Webb had a great ride this week. Anderson did not.
0: <laughs> Anderson and Barsha <laughs> did not. Because the for the problem with Anderson and Barsha, especially Anderson, oh, more so than Barsha, is he is so willing to throw a race away just to take somebody out. Yeah, just because of something that happened off the track. I saw probably. Racer X posted a couple hours ago the clip of him taken both him and Barsha out. And I was like, what the, what was that? Yeah, what are you doing? Like there was so much room to make that pass and then just make that pass. What'd
1: you think of Hunter's takeout on Moseman? Didn't see it. Oh,
0: really? Can I, can you play it for me? Yeah, let me something? find it. Let me find it. Um no, but I y- didn't see it. I think, th- I think a, a takeout pass on Moseman is probably justified because. Well, you, I told you her, this in the meeting we had yesterday, like
1: Moseman almost took out Hunter for no reason on like the second lap, and then Hunter was stuck behind him for a while and finally just cleaned him out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, not like aggressive, oh. but
0: oh, but good for Hunter. Yeah, that that something like that is justified. I would be annoyed that a guy that's not my pace would be messing with me, and then if you have to make an aggressive pass to get by that person for your own safety, absolutely, Let me that's see if justified. Gonna... That would that would this is in the main event. Was it before the sand? Yes. I saw a highlight of him getting up, but I didn't see the. All right, let's uh, the pass. I got
1: a a screen share here. Let's watch this for a little bit.
0: What a mess. Yeah, Jordan Smith, bummer. Gosh, I hate sand sections. Look at how difficult that looks, right?
1: whoa that was a little weird I don't know what that was
0: was. Um, that was weird oh and then Deegan was there and Deegan this isn't the the main event uh yeah this is the very beginning that tire tap was fun by the way oh really alright I think this is it oh Hunter was jumping off the second to last dragon's back which was nice
1: oh good move yeah and Mosman just did something silly like, he kind of, like, started falling before... Is he
0: wearing a kidney belt, or is that just his jersey? No, oh, it's just his jersey. Um, yeah, that was a good move. Dragon's back, skip the top one, that's, so much faster. Is that Ansty? Yeah, that's Ansty. Yep. Oh, that was a good pass. Ansty good move, just standing it up with fee in the pegs. Anstey was riding super well, probably wicked fast in the sand. Gosh, dude. Oh.
1: Yeah, it goes wide. Yeah, and look
0: at Hunter goes way left, and it just gives him an option when he gets to the turn. I mean, it was oh, perfect. Oh wow! But it was close, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and just for those watching or listening, those listening, you probably have no idea what we're reacting to. But <laughs> those those watching, the finish line is technically at the bottom of the finish. So, if you were confused as to like, well, hang on a second, who won or what was what was going on there, the the the. Transponder mark, which is what they—they they don't judge it by eye, by the eye. It's done by transponder. Is at the bottom of the finish. I so was all trying he had to, to do was, yeah, jump that single to the base of the finish, and he had it.
1: I was trying to explain that to my friends. I'm like, the line is not at the peak of the jump. It's usually yeah. further down. And sometimes it's did a little ex- different.
0: But did they explain that on TV? Because to the eye, that probably looked like either a photo finish or like Thrasher had it. Yeah, they must I must have know. explained it. I don't know on TV. Um, yeah, crazy, but.
1: Good weekend. I'm excited. We got Oakland, which will be fun, and then I'm stoked for Dallas. should be Should be good. Me too. You want to do some questions? Uh,
0: yeah, sure. All right, let's Hit do me some. with a couple. Of qu- let's do like three of them. Three. Three is a good number.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I'm getting thirsty over here.
1: Are you? <laughs> getting a parched. I'm gonna drink. do. <laughs> Not gonna do that one. Uh, hang on. Do
0: we have a bunch? Yeah, a bunch, like 20 of them. Holy crap. By the way, guys, while he's looking for a good one to use, if you're inside of the Moto Academy app, Moto Academy subscribers are able to send us videos where you can send them to Cameraman Cam in the direct message system inside of the app, send a video, not a text, send a video to Cameraman Cam inside of the app, asking any question you want. Could be dirt bike related. Uh, fitness, relationship, life advice, mental health, I don't care, you name it, ask us a question. Uh, We probably won't be able to answer it, but we'll do our best. And all you have to do is just send a video to Cameraman Cam inside the Moto Academy app. If you don't have the app yet, go to club.themotoacademy.com and subscribe. These podcasts get quite a bit of people downloading and listening. So if you are listening Especially this deep into a podcast, if you're an hour in and you're not a Moto Academy subscriber, use code free month. No, that's not it. What is the code? Mo- use code Moto free and get your first month f- month for free. I just deciding that we're going to do this right here, right now. Try it for a month. Is that code? And adjust? after that, yeah, I think so. Okay. It should. T- try code Moto free. Try it. It might work. It might not. If you're already in there, you can't just get a free month. But if you're trying out for a first month use the code after that month you'll never want to unsubscribe because it's the best thing ever okay it is Did actually ridiculous them? it is better than your netflix subscription jet uh, lawrence has a vlog that lives inside of there now uh we're constantly releasing master classes we just released two we're releasing another one this thursday uh you can send in your writing footage to be analyzed you can be a bigger part of these podcasts there there's a there's so many things inside there's full races from my race weekends which are actually pretty cool the one ryan just did included communication between driver jamie and mechanic dan yeah i'm excited so they were that. they were talking to each other while i was out there for the full race and that that's inside of the app only there's a soap there's so much stuff in there okay hit me with the question all right here we go don't know what it is but we'll see hey guys any good tips on jetting a two-stroke and also one more question my seven-year-old broke his arm this season and we're just
1: asking any good tips on building a strength back up, so we can begin racing here soon.
0: Okay, jetting a two-stroke? No idea. Get a ele- get electron car, maybe one that jets itself, probably, so you don't <laughs> have to do it. That would be my guess because jetting it, no clue. You could send a message if you want to uh, Dan Royal Power Sports inside of the app. Maybe ask him. Dan's pretty good at jetting bikes. As far as healing from a broken bone, being a younger kid. I, my parents always used to tell me to drink milk, <laughs> <laughs> get some calcium in that get some calcium in that diet. Um, and then the biggest thing, I don't really know how to come back from an injury quicker like that, to be quite honest. Good diet, good hydration, I'm sure helps. But when you get back on the bike, do it in a smart way. What are you pointing at, Cam? Mentally. How do you get, come back mentally? Yeah, mentally and physically, when you get back on the dirt bike, start on a turn track and really focus on just technique. Take the risk out of it. Don't go to the track with a bunch of jumps. Build the confidence on a corner track. Kind of do a reset on technique. You should be able to look at this kind of off time and study a bunch of footage, by the way, in the off time when you are injured. There's no reason. You shouldn't be able to come back from an injury or any significant time off the bike. So for a lot of you right now that are in the middle of winter, you guys should be able to get back on the bike next time during the summer and be better. Study footage like crazy. When you get back on the bike, create a really good plan uh, for corner track for maybe two to three weeks. Or if you are going to a track, really be specific with drills and techniques that you wanna use and you should be able to improve drastically in your time off Cameraman cam did it i've done it before i used to happen to me all the time when i was little when i would take winters off and then i'd get back on the bike i'm like how am i magically faster and it was just because in the winter time when i was little my dad just had me watching crusty demons terra firma steel roots bar to bar you freaking name the year like that my dad would force me to watch all of that over and over. He'd actually, I would I'd be like, he'd have it on the TV and put it on when I'd fall asleep. And I was just studying it without know- knowing, knowing that I was studying it. So download the Moto Academy app. You're in there, you're already in there. You got a head start. You're in the Moto Academy app, have them watch all the videos. Easy yeah, solution. Yeah, for real, for yeah. real. Dude, this is a, in the last couple of years, like
1: I'm not going to classes with you this winter, is certainly what is getting seems. worse. Well, it's all of a sudden I have not ridden in a very long time. Last time I rode was the f- when I tried my Fox gear on for the first time in Tampa. That's the last time you rode. Well, yeah, dude, it's like yeah, the winter. <laughs> like I'm, I'm with, getting crap. I'm getting some glimmers of hope over here though because it's like 40 degrees every day this week, so all the snow is melting, which is making me very happy. Um, hey, it's last huh? last year I was riding in March, so. I would love it if we could pull that off again. But yeah, dude, I haven't written mm. in forever. I'm like, I'm dying over here.
0: Yikes, get in the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, ne- next question, hit me, hit me with it. I'll think about it.
1: Hey guys, Brian McCain. Kane. Um, I was wondering if you can explain how Jet is able to move so fast. Uh, I feel like we've seen Hayden Deegan through his years growing up and we see him putting all the hard work in. But then Jet just kind of bounced on the scene. Um, what was it, 2019, when he did the Monster Energy Cup and ended up winning and talking about how he was promised a donut. Um, but yeah, we really didn't know much of him from there. He just seems like a little rocket. And uh, I wonder if he gives some insight. How is Jet so quick
0: at such a young age? There was a great question so wait his name isn't brian kane there's brian and there's kane inside of the app did he just say brian and kane it sure sounded like and but i cannot confirm with any confidence okay brian let us know Mm because i always thought your name was brian kane but if there's also another Kane, there's somebody else named kane that's also on your account that we don't hear from uh let me know password sharing unbelievable uh (laughs) what did he ask oh yeah, that is interesting because you got to track the whole progress with the DeGans and Hayden growing up. But with Jet, nobody really knew or heard of him until that day at Monster Cup in what tw- that was 2019. That's crazy. That wasn't that long ago. And to yeah. think of what he's accomplished since then is absolutely stupid. That was not long ago. Not at all. Like, Holy crap. Yeah, I would have thought it was before that. That's insane. But what it was is there was so much work. I've heard their story now, getting to know them. Their time in Europe was a big, big factor. Jet growing up, traveling Europe, riding all those tracks, training over there, working with all the people that he worked with. That's where he got all that experience, all that knowledge, all that corner speed. And then once he got here, it's just further, further developing those skills that he had already honed in probably before the age of 16 and then just compounding confidence on top of that at that point and because you get i mean basically it probably it really all started you had like the races where he almost won but ferrandez got him and then he knocked himself out but like there's a little stuff like that where that starts to build a lot of confidence and then they just Dazzy's smart he had them doing all of the right things it is crazy though because when you watch Jet I mean Hunter has very 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 good corner speed as well but when you watch Jet there is no setting up a turn <laughs> it's absurd I he didn't do many laps yesterday but he did just enough to where I watched him hit the whoops which by the way they made the whoops insanely big <laughs> on the bottom pad of the dog pound he hit the whoops and then hit the 90 degree right hander after that like a slot car and even when you watch Dean Wilson hit it it is very much like break 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 set up turn get in the rut and rah, three in and jet it's just like and he's doing the three in before he even realize he hit the corner hey, it's incredible it's incredible I don't know I don't he's got uh, Chase Sexton has insane corner speed also but yeah, yep. Um, That's the best answer I have, I suppose.
1: Do you think Chase Sexton's gonna win many championships?
0: Uh, Chase Sexton's in an unfortunate era where the, the he timing's had to deal horrible. With the, he had to deal with the end of how bad, how sucky would that be? That's he a had to deal wor- with he he the end of Tomac, and then he's got to deal with the beginning of Jet Lawrence. I'm just realizing this. His timing was horrible. Worst-case scenario. like A lot this... of people have that, though. Like, Kevin Windham had that. There's guys in the past that have had that wow. bad timing. Supercross championship this year is a toss-up. It's a toss I have
1: no idea. I think Chase has got it. You think Chase will win it? I, I don't so. know if he's consistent enough. Like, he's very I consistent. But Tomac... I mean, Tomac has had a couple not-so-great races already this year. This last weekend, being one of them, he got fifth. You know, which obviously is very good. But for Tomac's standards, you know. And it's like... I didn't think I was going to see... I didn't think we were going to see Tomac off the podium all year, you know? said that, that Douglas no, and he, over there? He just
0: casually rode to fifth, yeah. Yeah, but
1: um, either way, it's like, yeah, wow. Like, you know, this Supercross championship, whether this is Eli's last season or not, is completely... Nobody has any idea. I doubt it is, but he says he, it is. I, I'd be willing to bet otherwise. However, it's like you have Eli to deal with now, and then outdoors, dude jet already beat you on outdoors <laughs> like at mo- at a uh, motocross of nations
0: you know it's like what yeah but chase is timing. a beast outdoors and he very well could be so fast that he pressures yeah there anything could happen dude i, mean, I chase, just hope i hope chase doesn't i mean it's all but confirmed he's going to ktm right i don't think that would be a good no it would be i think it'd be silly but I think he looks amazing on the Honda and I just its it sucks when I i get it I mean you gotta follow money <laughs> but he looks so great on that Honda I don't see him looking better on another bike but uh, who knows who knows next, next question hit me with it one oh, more next question okay I'm getting sleepy <laughs> hey Nick
1: hey Jane and crew just wondering if you'd be interested in doing the facility as a neighborhood kind of like a golf course but where instead of being a golf course it's moto i uh, thought it'd be kind of cool And if you wanted to um, do lessons at the track too and include that in the membership fee it'd be kind of cool to hop out of your house and go right to the track instead of having to travel um uh, figure what your guys opinion on it was thank you
0: yeah uh I've, we've certainly floated that idea around a lot um I just signed some papers yesterday that have to do with something, but can't really say yet. And uh, yeah, Glad,
1: I don't know what you could possibly be talking about with that uh,
0: statement. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be the dream. I will make a place like that. It's hard to do in year 2023 because it's just hard to get permits. It's hard to not have people complain about noise but there is also a lot of opportunity with electric bikes in a situation like that. Right. Um, yeah, I love that idea. I think that'd be amazing. I think the opportunities would be endless too. And I think that there's enough people that would be into that idea. And especially with Moto Academy and the, the following that we've continued to grow and create there'd be people all over the world that would want to have vacation homes probably at a spot like that right?
1: That's what it would need to be because I I always like because so I just thought that was so funny because he sent me that question out of freaking nowhere. He sent me that in December by the way. Oh really? We're that far behind on questions. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah he sent me that in December and I was just sitting there and I'm like we've talked about doing that. Like we've talked about having a facility that like was at like Functioned like a golf course community would,
0: and I think a lot of people have had that idea. You know, My I only, heard yeah. Mike Rondell talk about it on Gypsy Tales. He's somebody that has a lot of mo- a lot of money and is very capable of doing it. I, it requires money, but it more so requires, I think, the the perfect person or brand. And there's honestly. I can't think of a better brand than Moto Academy to be able to make something like that happen, right? Because it's a it's a motocross community, it's a motocross training academy that has is partnered with the Lawrence family. That it has a huge outreach online. I mean, this, I think we're a perfect. We're in the perfect position to be able to do that. So much so that I think it would be so successful in the early days that it wouldn't even require that much money up front to start something that would be next level. And there's no reason it couldn't become a franchise of sorts where you have multiple locations around the world of things that kind of operate consistent with each other and the curriculum and yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I'm saying yeah, that would be cool. That would be definitely that would be cool, um, that would be cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the Moto Academy and uh, Subs-
0: that's all for today. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, well I got the, uh, our apartment complex has got donuts downstairs, so I'm gonna go get a donut. Mm. Um, also I've- they had some dog gelato, I don't know what that means, but Doug was telling me he really wanted some of that gelato. Speaking of which, he just walked out on the balcony. Um, he's probably got to go poops, and just so you know. okay. For the two people still listening, I haven't done my shout outs yet on this episode. Shout out Driver Jamie. Um, hey, he's I coming ha- to pick me up in Jacksonville. I'm very thankful yeah, for Driver, Driver Jamie. Jamie. First of all, is the man, second of all, I love having him at the races. He's just an extremely hard worker, but he's just a good person to have around. If I'm feeling down. If I'm feeling down, there's no better person to have around me than driver Jamie. I remember he gave me a hug after the uh, the LCQ at Tampa. And he goes, he goes, don't worry, man. You're still my favorite racer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. Dude, he made us all uh, golf shirts, golf polos. I'm freaking Oh, stoked. they're great. They're getting a lot of utilization. Ryan was wearing his at Tampa. Um, he's constantly buying things for the team with not the credit card that I gave him in his own money. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm so I just I'm very very grateful to have driver Jamie a part of the operation. Dan Dan at Royal Power Sports has been great. We saw Nemo this weekend. Oh, Nemo was there. Nemo came. Oh, is he going to come to more? I hope he comes to more. Yeah, he's coming to Dallas. I think. Oh, what I heard. Good. 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 Through good, the grapevine. Yeah, I. I I've and I've also been a lot of people have been telling me that they're recognizing that we just have a cool group of people. Yeah, we do. Around us and we and we do. We have a great team. And that's been um, my
1: whole goal this year with like the documentary series essentially that we're doing instead of YouTube vlogs is we have great characters on our mm-hmm. team, you know, and they're all so different. It's like you you have you everybody knows what you're like. We have we have <laughs> No, but like, we have driver Jamie who like plays dad, and then we have Dan. What? What? What would you? How'd you even describe Dan? Oh,
0: Dan is just like, he is hilarious. He's hilarious, but like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe. makes me descri- crack up constantly. I don't.
1: I. He's, Other than
0: that, I don't know how to describe him.
1: He's such a unique human, and I love it. Like, so he's a great character. Nemo is hilarious, dude. I can't wait to include him in some stuff. Um, um just a what good. What does he crew. say again? Uh, He says that's right all the time. That's right. That's right. That's right. He just says funny stuff all the time. My favorite, I keep saying this, my favorite line of his ever was when we were wheeling the bike, the street rhythm bike out of the hotel room because we kept it in the hotel room and some random guy, I don't know if he worked at the hotel or what, walked down and was just like watching him do this. And it's like, you know, six in the morning. He's like wheeling the bike out. He's like, don't tell nobody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wheels hit out. I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
0: Oh, don't so tell fun. nobody. Like, don't tell nobody. Yeah, we got HR <laughs> Hannah, and HR Hannah's been amazing, stepping it up, learning a bunch of new things, like taking on more responsibility. Uh, we got Jess Jackson, who's been killing it. Even though he sent me this the merch that wasn't right, uh, we're getting there. He's been killing the social media game, going above and beyond. Uh, we got Ryan, who is actually—I forgot that he hurt himself because he's—he uh, he, Ryan. Are you going to be on the dirt bike soon? Because he seems like he's actually feeling pretty good lately. Um, Who else is on our team? I think that's
1: everybody. It'd
0: be really is bad everybody? if it wasn't though. I really don't want to forget one person. No. What that's... if I? Forgot? Oh, James! Oh, James! <laughs> oh my God! Of, of <laughs> oh, all the people no. to forget! Oh my God! James, I did, that was, I'm just kidding, I didn't forget you, okay? I did that was not a joke, James, you. we planned that. <laughs> <laughs> James, we didn't forget you. Uh, we didn't forget you, James. You're awesome. <laughs> Even though, uh, would I say be him? James say, <laughs> James, James is four days behind on his, uh, on a task that he's supposed to do for me. So he fell asleep asleep last night, um, completely unacceptable. But shout out James, because he's been killing it. He went from the the guy that never traveled or got an airplane to he's now traveling the entire country to train for Moto Academy, which is way, way, way outside of his comfort zone. And that's super cool. That's awesome. And he has to fly American, which sucks. So like, oh, shout out Doug also. Oh, Doug ate an entire jar of peanut butter at Tampa, and what? it took him. Took him a long time, and he was really going at it. To, we had to take it away from him, but he did really well. Also, we um, Allie tried to bring Doug into the stadium to watch the Heat race, mm-hmm. and he didn't like it. He started shaking, so she had to leave. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah Aww. so Poor even guy. though Doug loves going to the dog pound and watching practice days uh, he, it turns out he doesn't like watching the races Doug also like his dad gets nervous on race day a little overstimulated so yeah yeah. he had to shut it down but that's okay he just likes practice days he likes going sitting in the sun of the dog pound hanging out with the other Dugs. Um, okay we've talked for too long yep. I've got chapped lips Uh, I'm thirsty I'm hungry I need a nap and thank you guys for listening subscribe all that good stuff toodaloo